All right, everybody. So as you can probably imagine, when we started recording this episode, we just kind of went in every direction humanly possible. So there was no official intro. So I just wanted to say thank you for listening to Cheese and Weather. This is episode four. If you have just discovered this for the first time, welcome. Please go check out episodes one, two, and three. If you've been listening the whole time, we appreciate you being here. Uh, This episode, we talk about, as you're not going to be surprised, we talk about everything. So I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, here's uh, episode four. Yeah, I don't know. What is the difference between Arctic and Loft? I thought one is uh, British English and one is American English, like the same thing. No? Well, what about like a loft apartment? That's not an apartment in a loft. That's like an apartment that has tall ceilings, right? Yeah, there's typical. I mean, to me, a loft is almost like a, it's basically like another level that's just, there's no walls. It's just kind of like open. So it's like, it's like Ben's describing where it's like a double height, like apartment basically. And like Mm. most of the stuff is on the one floor. And then there's like an upper level where it doesn't like quite go all the way. Although I lived in an apartment loft before that. They, that was technically true, but only because it like got all the way over. There was like these huge, it was an old factory. It was these big, uh, like brick columns that like a big brick co- column that split the apartment in half right towards the end. And so like the wall, like you could go right to the end there, but then like it would be open for the window. I don't know. It was a little weird, but anyway, so that's like technically a loft, but I was like, this is not a loft. Like it's, we're so close to being a regular apartment. The only difference was like, you could, you really could like, just like, you know look down the sort of railing at people and being like, hello, people who are down below. But other than that, you know. You know, Dave, I usually think that I am at least average at vis- visualizing things. Yeah. But I went through that entire description that you just gave and I have no image in my brain at all. I cannot, I have no idea what you were describing. It was a laugh. There was a railing. That's, yeah, it's that's fine. not what I got. It's fine. It's fine. I can improve. Maybe I can, we should work on that explanation. I can try to work thing. on that explanation. Yeah. But what, so where am I sitting now? <laughs> like, let's go back to the original question. That's a good well, question. why don't you describe your space? Yeah, where are you is at? That, is it a loft? Is it an attic? What? Where are you? I'm on top of my house. Like, not on top of my house. It's mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not standing in the room. So it's like when we've got the slanted ceilings. So it's the very last space in the house. Do you have something? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you do. But we've got it properly slanted. Like, it goes, okay, you can kind of see, like right at yeah. the top you know, we don't have slanted. anything above properly yeah. like can we, you stand no up space. in that room i can but only in the middle bit right right, right. <laughs> yeah. i cannot sit anywhere else i'm, I'm touching my slanted feel... ceiling right now just by like reaching yeah. out in front like my my monitor yeah, barely clears okay. the mm. slant yeah. yeah my background is yeah basically this is my ceiling mm. mm-hmm. Like, so I've got a standing desk, but I can't really use it much because if I do use it, I have to stand on one spot only and not move. And that kind of defeats the purpose of standing desk because you can't move because I've got ceiling <laughs> everywhere. And there's a light right behind me. So like I'm very limited where I can stand. I would call yeah. that an attic. Yeah, I think that's it's, an attic. Yeah. Like a now finished you, I attic. I don't even maybe. know what they call it in England. I don't know what they call it here. Well, they say it's a loft conversion. So I assume oh, yeah. it's a loft. And- yeah, yeah, attic conversion, I guess, right? Like, <laughs> no, really. I mean, that happens. I see that in houses that we go look at all the time where it's like, oh, there's an attic, but you know, you could turn that into an extra bedroom if you want. And it's like, mm-hmm. sure, but then th- it's the problem with where the room I'm at now where it's like, yeah, great. Well, then where does all the heat go in the summertime? Mm-hmm. Up here. Oh, right here, right. Which sure. is why I'm really hot now, although the rest of the house is reasonably cold, but mm-hmm. all the heat, the little heat we have goes all the way up here. Now I'm sitting here. I still kept my jumper on. I'm not going to take it off now, but. Just hangs out, hangs out in your office. Yeah. In the summer, it's terrible because mm. like the, the air's got nowhere to go. And although we've got windows here, it just doesn't move the air. And it's just, it's horrible. So, so hot. Sounds miserable. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not Do you the, have windows on both yeah. ends? Could you turn this into like a, a wind tunnel or something? I only have them right here. So at the back of mm. the room that you cannot see. There are no windows because it's like kind of connected to the house next to us. So the only windows, the ones in the roof, would you call those roof windows? Dormers? Yeah, maybe a dormer probably. Does it like kind of bump out a little bit or is it like a... Bump? No, no. It's like like that and then you can open it like that and like while you open it, it goes like that. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, we've got 
deluxe windows, but I think that's the make of the the blinds. I have no idea. No idea. Huh. Don't ask hmm. me. So yeah, we do have windows, but it just feels like the edges because they are right next to opposite each other. And so in this little place, there might be a little breeze, but the rest of the room gets nothing. But yeah, at least I've got a place to sit. Imagine I didn't have this room. I would have hmm. nowhere to be because it's a tiny, tiny English house. With lots of tall people in it, so we're running out of place, space to be. <laughs> They're yeah. getting taller every year too. Yeah, I know. I mean, when we moved in, we had two little kids. So my daughter, she was only just born six weeks, and my son, he was two and a half. And at that point, the house looked huge, and we're like, right. "Look at all this space! Like, what are we gonna do with it?" And now my oldest, he's taller than me. My daughter, she's almost as tall as me, and then the, the third one. He's not going to be long. He's going to also, he's tall as well. So the house doesn't feel big anymore. Hmm. Have you considered oh, yeah. getting any of your children into basketball? Just, you know, throwing that out there. You've got tall kids. I don't know. Oh, everyone. That was, that's the story of my life. Like, do you want to play basketball? I said, but being tall is not enough. Like, I just can't do it. I have tried, believe me. Not only I don't find it interesting, yeah. I just can't put the ball through the little hoop. Well, it's not big enough for me. I have tried, and but people kept, like ever since I was a kid, do you want to play basketball? I said, no, I don't. Leave me alone. I don't know what to do. Just because I'm tall doesn't mean I'm going to be good at it. Just no. <laughs> I'm Could not going to do the same thing to my kids. maybe stop the shorter people from getting the ball in the hoop though? Like, don't worry about I offense. could probably do that, yeah. yeah. I used to play, what is it called? Is it netball? When you've got the net in between. So you've got a... Uh, Volleyball? Not no, no, it's not volleyball. It's a netball. So you've got a net. Imagine it's a football. Mm -hmm. No, no, not football. You've got a net. Tennis. Imagine tennis court, except okay. the net is high up. And then you throw the ball over it using only your like hands like that. And that. Sounds like volleyball. <laughs> is it? This episode's really theater of the mind here. I'm really like, <laughs> just trying to visualize know. these things we're describing. How would you spell volleyball? Uh, Netball. Is that what it is? Oh yeah, that's what it is. It? Why? What did I say? So what is netball? Hold on, because I've seen netball. <laughs> netball is a new sport you just invented. I, I'm, no, you played it on I would love no, no, to. No. I would love to explore the space of Zuzana invents some sports. <laughs> oh look, netball is similar to basketball apparently, except there is no dribbling, no running with the ball. Seven players, ball passed within three seconds. Ball and basket slightly smaller. No backboard. Players designed designated to certain areas so it's a thing oh. it's a thing it was just a different thing than i was talking. so yeah i'm talking about volleyball i did that and i was good at that because nobody could get past me mm -hmm. when i wasn't near the net i just extended my hand and people were like susanna susanna don't <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> it's the only thing i'm good at like leave me alone <laughs> i'm also tall and i've had a lifetime of people telling me or asking me, hey, do you play basketball? Yeah. So do you play basketball? And that got old a long time ago. Uh, yeah. And it's just not my thing. It didn't work out for me. So I can commiserate with you, Zuzana. See? I think I, might, easy. I, I might be the shortest one here. And I'm the one who played high school basketball somehow. <laughs> well, there you go. Are Scrappy, you shorter right? than me? I I'm, think I'm, I'm only six foot. Now. I think you're six one, right? Uh, depends who you ask. All right. Well, pretty close. I mean, I thought you were about the same height. Yeah, I don't know. About the same, yeah. Yeah. But did you enjoy it? Yeah, I uh, I had the uh, good fortune to go through a growth spurt at just like the exact right time. Mm. I, I went from uh, five foot to five ten in the span of about a year and a half. Um, so suddenly I'm a freshman Quick. in high school who's five ten, and I was like, hey, guess what? And I, of course, me as a th you know, 12, 13, 14 or whatever, I thought, well, obviously I'm just going to keep growing and someday I'm going to be an NBA player. Nah, I only grew like another inch or two after that. And that was it. Yeah. It's pretty disappointing for everybody. My parents <laughs> were really hoping for that scholarship, you know, it's yeah. just going to magically appear. <laughs> oh, shame. Yeah. There should be a baseball, not baseball, basketball for shorter people too. You know, that, are there teams for shorter people? Okay, that That's sounds really like, like discrimination. I don't mean to discriminate, but you know, if basketball is tend to be for tall people, right? It's not fair towards the shorter people, so they should have their own league. And play I think we should have height classes, like you have weight classes and lots of combat. Oh, that's sports. interesting. Why don't mm. we have height classes? Yeah, the six foot and under <laughs> basketball yeah. league. I bet yeah. the I bet it would actually kind of evolve into a different sport with different heights. Like, can you imagine a basketball league? where you could not be taller than five, six. Like how different would that be than like the 
unlimited heavyweight class where you'd be playing against seven footers. Yeah. I, I just love the idea that someone who's five six is for the first time they're like, Yeah, I'm the tall one now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be good. I mean, there are all sorts of sports that are limited. I wanted to be a gymnast as a child. And I was bugging my parents for so long. And that's because there was this series on the TV about a circus. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. So I started practicing mm. my splits and everything. And then I was bugging my parents for so long to take me to a class. They took me to a class and the, the trainer or the person there looked at me and they said, no, she's going to be too tall. No point. And I was only like eight, nine, I would think. And they already said, no, she's going to be too tall. No point. I was devastated mm. wow that's but rough he was right yeah but still didn't they tell you <laughs> to play gonna... basketball <laughs> possibly i don't know you are in the wrong sport volleyball yeah. they're just they're just throwing other sports out there you're like i don't want that one netball no, mm. netball 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 <laughs> is played by more than 20 million people in more than 80 countries and it originated in great britain so i'm not surprised i, I didn't that... make it up there nope. you go i, I knew this i had it somewhere a comprehensive wikipedia article <laughs> Let me check it out. So I've got a question. Is it cheese? Zuzana, mm. have you ever heard of cheese whiz or easy cheese oh. or spray cheese? Oh boy. Spray cheese. Is it what it sounds like? Is it well, like a spray on let's cheese? Put our visuals, <laughs> let's put our visualization to the test here. Yeah. <clears throat> Can you I'm describe cheese it. whiz, gonna... easy cheese, and spray cheese to us? It's all basically the same thing, different brand brand names. What, how would you describe that product? Are you asking me? Oh, 100%. Dave, Dave already has this locked in. So. But I, I thought he was going to like ex explain dog. it to me what it's like. So <laughs> spray cheese to me is like, you know, when you've got a whipped or whipping cream in a can and you shake it and then you spray it on your pancakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that what it does? It, except it's cheese <laughs> instead of heavy cream. Well, that's, that's the question. Whipped? Is it cheese? That's... It is something that sprays out yeah. of a can. That was a pretty good sure. guess. It's pressurized. Really? Yeah. How, how would you use it? And what do you put? Well, it on? first of all, you feed it to your dog. If you're Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so is this like a snack that that maybe's like? Yeah, it's, give me that cheese. It's bus. really, it's really for like the most high tension, high pressure situations. So like when we go to the vet, the vet, if they're doing something like, so she's had uh, two surgeries for uh, for tumors. So uh, when they take out the stitches, they're like. Oh, we're gonna have some some cheese whiz on a little, uh, uh, you know, just spread that right there for the dog. And maybe my dog is just like cheese, 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 all, all cheese all the time. You know that that's the, that's the like a, a serious fun treat. Plus, you know, it's shelf stable, carries a lot of advantage. You don't have to keep it refrigerated. Lots of advantages for a dog. Over, you know, my my dog doesn't really care about the finer points of, you know, like a sharp cheddar versus cheese whiz. I think you know mm -hmm. she's happy with cheese whiz for sure. So the form factor is really convenient for you. Is it good? <laughs> That's the next step of, is it cheese? Is it cheese? Okay. Yes or no? And then, is it good? <laughs> is it good? No. Heck no. I don't, is it, I, I would say it's cheese because, I mean. Oh, well, now you have to back it up. Well, Why would that me, be Dave, cheese? You tell me, Dave, does it cause you, well, does it cause you uh, upset stomach, Dave? <laughs> you tell <laughs> me and then I'll tell you if it's cheese or not. <laughs> I can't tell you last Dave, time I had cheese. Was. We can pause. You can go to the <laughs> no. fridge, get the cheese. We'll come back in an hour and we'll see is your tummy hurting? Is my tummy hurting? Am I regretting everything about my... I mean, just by eating cheese whiz, I'm already feeling some regret. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's cheese. I think it's just wannabe. It's I'm going to give wannabe. you a few phrases. It cannot be cheese. this area of Wikipedia. Because it turns out this area of Wikipedia went really hard. So yeah. first of all, cheese whiz. First line, not to be confused with, easy cheese. You follow that link. Easy cheese is the other brand of processed cheese spread product and this uh -uh. this wikipedia page has some really nice headings it has physical chemical properties molecular composition physical structure casein and emulsifying agents viscosity flow properties can design uh, i think if you're if I've a not food has headings like that, that i really question yeah. is it really a food is it well is it really a cheese no, I don't think. I do. love a cheese that has a good viscosity. That's a real important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what does it mean? That's uh, how thick it is what? or how easy it would be to spread. Actually, I should be reading this. So when it comes out of the yeah. can, is it like foamy or what is the consistency when it comes out of the can? Kind of like peanut butter, maybe? Yeah. Like it's a smooth. Like a smooth, really 
processed peanut butter consistency. I actually, mm-hmm. do they have peanut butter out of Ew. a can? And if not, why not? Oh, they should. Peanut I butter out of a can. That would be perfect. Peanut butter out of a can. That sounds like, that's a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Hold on. I'm writing down this idea. That's a really good idea. <laughs> that would make my life so much easier. I have a kid who eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day. And it's usually preceded by peanut butter and jelly toast oh, in the yeah. morning. So sure. I'm usually making him his breakfast, peanut butter and jelly toast. Mm-hmm. And then as he's eating the toast, I'm making him his sandwich for lunch. So that's just so, smart. You've already got it well, out. Would, You've already got oh, the, yeah, the, it's the, all the same are ingredients. Are, are you a, uh, so do you, do you put peanut butter on one side, cheese, I'm a, uh, not cheese, <laughs> jelly cheese on the on other, the <laughs> and then combine them? Or do you mix them all on one side and then top it? Do you have a strategy oh, here? The mixing happens inside the body, Dave. Okay. <laughs> so I separate them because it, it's a little cleaner. Everybody has a different different strategy when uh, it comes to this, you know? So what jam do you put? Usually. Uh, and also, what is the difference in jam and jelly? Isn't it like peanut butter mm-hmm. jelly sandwich? Is it the same like jam? I always think of jelly as it doesn't have chunks in it. So like a jam would be if you just crush okay. the fruit. You might have like chunks and some texture, whereas jelly, mm-hmm. I feel like there's actually a step where you, um, I don't know if it's boiling it or soaking it, but basically trying to get the sugars and flavors out of the fruit and then uh, straining it so that it's a clear product when you're done. I prefer jam. So usually in the summer we get, uh, I don't know how many pounds, a lot of raspberries and strawberries and then make a freezer jam. And then we'll have maybe 30 or 40 jars in our in our freezer all year. It's delicious. According to the internet, which is never wrong, um, jam is made with actual fruit. Jelly is made with fruit juice. Mm. So that's why you get, you know, jam. So is that still a jam, though, if it's it's jelly, if it's not made with real fruit? Real fruit juice. I don't think it's like artificial fruit. I mean, sure, they could do anything. Well, exactly. Dave, are you feeling snacky yet? Now we can have another question. Not is it... (laughs) Is it cheese? I snacked on some almonds before I before I came up here, so I should be okay. <laughs> Perfect. That should get you through. <laughs> By the way, uh, Easy Cheese exhibits pseudo-plastic behaviors during extrusion of the product, which can be represented using the Herschel Bulkley model. <laughs> and the Power Law model represents a type of non-Newtonian fluid re- relating shear rate and shear stress with viscosity. I really want to meet the Wikipedia editor who's responsible for this article. It's this, amazing. Did you say, did you say yeah, pseudo? That, is this about cheese? This doesn't sound like anything that should be edible. Anything you just said doesn't sound like safe to eat. Oh, boy. Yeah. I did say pseudoplastic. That's just not a Which phrase. is linked to its exactly. own Wikipedia oh, article. No. plastic. So, you don't want that I feel like someone like wrote a couple food. dissertations on this and then they... Turn that into a Wikipedia article or something. How crazy! I'm not even looking at it because I don't want to spoil the surprise. How crazy is the comments? Is the talk like the comment section oh. on this Wikipedia page? Is it like <laughs> unbelievable? People going back and forth about this, or is it this the work of one dedicated person? Oh yeah, great question. Okay, <laughs> what are you looking at? I need to check it out. What 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 Wikipedia? Cheese whiz. I'll sh- I'll share a link. This we'll is, get you there. Okay. Everybody, Google along with us at home. Just go to Cheese Whiz on Wikipedia. I've got it. Okay. They describe it as a cheese dip. The product does include cheese, according to a craft spokesman, but the company has chosen to <laughs> list its parts such as cheese culture and milk instead of cheese as a component itself. So it's made out of the same stuff that cheese is made out of. So therefore, is it cheese? But it's not cheese. I <laughs> know. Nah. Hmm. Oh, it's just like a spray can, <clears throat> cheese product in a spray can. It, that's wrong. I don't think that's what was intended when we invented cheese. <laughs> it was never meant to be in a can. I don't One think. description on this page is that it tastes like axle grease. So for well, those of you who are familiar with that flavor. And that's cheese, wi- right? Cheese Whiz is in a jar. And then Easy oh. Cheese is in a can. Easy Cheese is what we're thinking of, the spray. Cheese Whiz is like processed cheese sauce in a jar. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sauce or spread, yeah. And they're both produced by Kraft, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. No, nothing I will try anytime soon. I, have to I say. like how on Cheese Whiz it says C also, and it's things like Kraft Dinner and Velveeta. And then at the very bottom, Welsh Rare Bit. And I'm like, okay. All right, we're learning about that. 
hot <laughs> cheese-based sauce. Main ingredients, cheese bread, back rabbit, <laughs> blushing bunny. What? Which it does not contain. These are the very variations. But the variation says it's blushing bunny. What does it well, mean? Well, you are closest to this culinary phenomenon, Zuzana, so we have to defer to your expertise. <laughs> this dish contains no rabbit. So why is it called rabbit? Like, that's that's my first right. problem. If it has nothing to do right with something, why call it after that thing? Yes. That or is why doesn't it problem. contain rabbit? It's another way to take that. Yes. Has it ever contained rabbit? Can I get the version with the rabbit? What is a blushing bunny? I don't know. Blushing bunny. That's what I don't get. Like, variants include English rabbit, Scottish rabbit, buck rabbit, golden buck, and blushing bunny. This actually seems like real food that compared is. to the cheese was and easy with. Like, all the ingredients, are, they're real ingredients. It's just a weird name. It just a melt grated cheese on toast. So it's it's yeah, cheese, cheese on toast, toast. basically. Right? Uh, on the on the that's the so on the, the cheese was Wikipedia page. Uh, there is a uh, <laughs> there's a sentence that says you know in, in the 21st century the products jars were also widened to allow dipping. Oh, that is a wonderful statement. They they understand their target target audience because it's like listen right. you're buying cheese was you just you, you know. You, you got to get the hand in the right. It's the it's like the it's like the salsa jar problem, right? Like every company mm-hmm. that makes a jar of salsa that's too narrow to get my hand in, you have misunderstood the job of the jar of salsa. If I have to pour it into a bowl every time, what 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 are you doing? Okay, are I you should just be able- standing in front of your fridge with a bag of <laughs> chips in one hand and the world's largest <laughs> jar of salsa in the other. <laughs> Hold on, Dave. You're saying you, you don't want to take... What's the problem? What's the downside of dumping out some salsa in a bowl and okay. dipping in it? Because that means I'm making... a. You know, First of all, I believe in no estimates. Okay, I learned this at Titan. And when you do that, you have to estimate out how much salsa do I want? How much am I going to eat? How much yeah. am I going to eat, right? And and how if you're doing that, take me because right, you know, as annoying it is to pour it out the first time, because inevitably these things, that's the other thing they make them too narrow. And th- so you, they know you have to pour it out and then they don't actually design the jar to be poured in any way. It's just a circle. Right. So you inevitably get it on the side. It's a mess. Yeah. So you're going to have salsa on the outside right, of that jar forever. Right. Nobody wants to do that twice. So everybody always puts a little more salsa than you need. And I'm sure that's part of their, their, their strategy always have to, you know, that way you're always using more than you think. And salsa is one of those foods where it feels like you can just have an infinite number of, and it doesn't really matter. Like what's a little extra salsa. This sounds like a manifesto being drafted right now. Right? Here's why your salsa jar sucks. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get on Hacker News with that. I mean, I might need some graphs. You give it a go. I mean, who would have thought that bath stuff would get on Hacker yeah. News? So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could, you never you know. could start taking some samples, start measuring salsa jars with calipers, take some obscenely detailed data. I got to say... The, the salsa we've been buying lately does have a narrower, like it's definitely oh, no. purposefully. And it's what's, what's more maddening is because it's from Costco, it is Costco sized. So it's big yeah. and then it tapers. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was going to suggest that you should get like the industrial size salsa. <laughs> like so you a, could just like get your vat. whole arm in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just dip my. And now I find out that even the industrial size has a narrow neck. They know what they're doing. All of them. Hmm. That's probably so they can. You can more easily pour it into like a dozen dishes of salsa to serve at your restaurant. I'm sure it's also like a a more standard size lid as opposed to like a sort of, right? Because the the problem is as big of a jar as I want. Now you've got a lid that's actually like hard for the average hand to get there, (laughs) to get around. (laughs) So I think what you need to do is find the perfect reusable container. So like find your ideal jar of salsa. Sure. And then w- the first time you open it up, you just dump it into your salsa container yeah. with like a nice wide open mouth. Yeah. And then you just eat that jar of salsa sure. until it's gone. And then you refill it. One time I had uh, my wife and I brainstormed the idea. They sh- jars should have, they should actually be multi-part. So as you, they like there's like a top part that you can unscrew, like as yeah. you go down it, right? This think like a, a skinny jar, like the more you use, you just unscrew this part, put it in the recycling, and now you've got a smaller jar. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's oh, just crazy enough to be a bad idea. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not peanut butter, easy peanut butter in a can or whatever. What are we going to call the the peanut butter oh, in a I can? Oh, I got it. It's easy PB. Easy PB. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. It's it's just became, right, so we're going to get into food science. This just became a peanut butter podcast. I like it. <laughs> 
I can't believe I know how your dog would passionate you are about salsa. You know, you are. That's, <laughs> I, I thought I knew you, but apparently no. I don't. I'm learning something new every time. Is salsa not a, a like a, a key important part of your your family's diet, Susanna? No, it's no. it's effectively a food group over here. I'm uh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> salsa and hot sauce, most things in some way. If how possible. many different how many varieties of salsa do you think you know, you have in your fridge right now? Me? Yeah, I only have. Well, two. Susanna's got zero. Zero. I have. Yeah, I've got zero. <laughs> I think I, well, I have three. That's three. three. Okay, yeah. that's pretty modest. That's yeah, you've so got enough. You yeah. don't have too many. What do you have? You probably have two, three, two, four, three. something yeah. like that. So, oh, three, four, <laughs> five, seven. <laughs> hot sauces. That's a that's a whole separate problem, right? Where like you know, I feel like becoming a hot, a hot sauce person is like first you talk yourself into yeah, I want to put hot sauce on stuff, and now then you get to a place where you're like, well, I can't just have one. I need this for this kind, that for that kind. Yeah. Next thing you know, you've got like. 15 hot sauces in, on a okay, shelf. How many of those do you have? Do you have I 15? I couldn't even begin to count. I don't know. I have some like everyday sauces. And then I've got some ones that like are just sitting in the back for like, you know, just in case you need them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have maybe four. That's a good number. That's it. That's Not that number. many. Yeah. How about you, Zuzana? How many hot sauces do you have? I know you want them. You want it like a I dozen want, I them. don't have yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. No, I think we've got a Nando's. Do you have Nando's in the US? The chicken mm-hmm. restaurant? No. No. Nando's. So, yeah, and they do their own spice, like a hot sauce. They've got three, I think. They've got like lime, lemon and lime, which is supposed to, is it like lime something or lemon something? I don't know. That's not supposed to be spicy. And then they've got medium and then they have hot. Oh, look at this. Okay. And you can buy. So I've got the medium one at home. Dave's back on Wikipedia. No, now (laughs) I'm like, can I get this on Amazon? Of course I can. I'm always down to try hot sauces. Yeah, I can bring you some in the... (laughs) Well, Laracon. So, are you coming, Ben? Oh, to Laracon? Yeah. Uh-huh. She wants answers, uh, Ben. I don't know if you know. I know, right? I didn't realize I had to be prepared to answer this. Uh, not <laughs> at this time. <laughs> well, come on. I think we discussed it last time and we agreed that you're going to come. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't have many. I've got this one, then I've got one green color. One like even when I go shopping, we don't have that much choice. Like I think you need to go to a well, like a world foods shop mm-hmm. because just the standard English ones. I don't think there is that many. Or maybe I'm just shopping in the wrong shop. I don't know. Yeah, can you get rarebit? Cheese on toast? You mean? <laughs> yeah, I can do that at home. <laughs> I can do that at home. I was just looking up to try to see where is the closest Costco to to Zuzana. Do oh, we do have them in the UK? Yeah. You have some salsa recommendations here. I would actually love to know. I, I always get a kick out of like what they have at different Costco's around the world. I uh, I told my in-laws are going to France uh, in April and I blew their mind when I was like, there's Costco in France. And then of course we had to look it up and they were like, oh, we need to try. So there is actually, I mean, they might be joking. It'd be great if they weren't like, I'm just thinking the thought of like, they're on this like group trip with a bunch of people. They're in Paris and they're like, listen. We need to take a trip to the suburbs because we need to go to Costco in France. That's, that's a right. very, that's such an American idea. I love it. We have so to get much. some really American sized food. That's right. I have been told that like in the US you have bigger dishes, but from my one trip, I've not noticed that, but maybe I didn't go to restaurants. So, but like, did, I didn't see anything. We didn't extreme. really go out to a restaurant. Did we as a group? No. Oh, wait, did you, I'm trying to think. No, you arrived the same day. As everybody else, right? Because you went to go see Sarah yeah. first. Yeah. Yes. And we ate in her home, so we didn't go out. Maybe bought Taco Bell and yeah. then brought it home. But, that's, that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't actually go to a restaurant. So I didn't see anything The more I learned about the America you experience, the more I love it. Last week it was Twinkies. <laughs> Today I find out you went to Taco Bell. That was, uh, I had to do that. Like that and Target. I had to try that. Like it wouldn't be a visit to the US if I didn't go to these two places. Just it's something on my bucket huh. list. Just to see, because like every American movie or see, like uh, some like anything about the U.S., it's always Target or Costco or like you know the staple. It's like American culture staple. So I had to go and see what it's about, and I was a little bit disappointed. Like it wasn't anything special, but I've tried it, so I can tick it yeah. off my list and move on. I wish you would have gone to a Walmart. That would have made for more. We could we could super Walmart. Walmart, super yeah, Walmart, super Walmart. Yeah. What is the difference between Target and Walmart? Oh boy. 
Because I've heard something. I'm not going to say that because I would definitely offend somebody. So I'm going to ask you to say That's it. That's your whole brand. Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> so tell me the difference. <clears throat> what is the difference, Dave? I think that, uh, honestly, they will sell a lot of sort of similar products, right? Like if you go yeah. to the grocery section of uh, a super Walmart versus, I don't even know, what do they call a, a, a big target? It's not a super target, is it? It's like a... I think it is super target. Super target. Um, yeah. We like that word a lot. If you go to a super Walmart versus <laughs> it's a, a Walmart super center, right? Oh, super, there and you a go. Super target. Yeah. I think that's what it is for a long time. And I think it's still mostly the case. Target tried to like sort of uh, cast themselves as like the slightly more upscale version of Walmart, yeah. right? Like that's where you would go for, if you had a bit more refined tastes, which in truth, they're often pretty close to one another in the same town. Similar people will go to similar store. Like, you know, it's it's all just like what you are more comfortable, like what you like. In some cases, it's like which layout do you like, right? Like okay. I, I'm very particular about a grocery store layout. This surprises nobody on this call, I'm sure. I'm particular about basically Tell everything. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> what about layout? Oh, you like, know, some grocery stores, they try to think like they're a casino and they're going to like confuse you and trap you inside mm -hmm. with like, it's like, no, no, I like a really clean accessible layout that makes sense where it's like you know produce is on one side frozen and the dairy's on the other you know meat is probably along the back some like just whatever the organized like just something where it's like all the fresh stuff is on the outside all the other stuff's in the middle like keep it pretty straightforward but lots of places really try to like you know mix it up where it's like you're going along all of a sudden it's like oh here oh here's the frozen aisle just in the middle of <laughs> somewhere yeah um no, I hate it when they move stuff around. Like oh, they yeah, do, they I know why out, they yeah. do that. They because like then you're so used to going to the same parts of the shop that they move the stuff around so that you see other things. And I hate it. I don't want to discover new things. I want to go in, <laughs> buy what I want. I want to leave without any delays. Why? Why do they have to change stuff? Why do I have to move the produce around? I don't want them to do that. It really upsets me. Like then you go and you look for oat milk. And it's not what it used to be. And now where is the bloody oat milk now? I don't want to go around the whole shop looking for oat milk. Just, I don't like it. Am I the it's only one? I need it. <laughs> Dave, surely you're on my side. I am. Uh, I know why they do. Yeah, no. Uh, sometimes, I don't know. I'm sure they get bored. I'm sure they have like research that shows, you know, for, for large chains, where they're like, actually, if we put this food in this area, we get, you know, we sell more or whatever the right. case might be. Um, it's one thing when they like reorganize within an area where it's like, okay, the produce section is a little reorganized. And then sometimes you walk into a store and you're like, wait, what, what, huh? What, where did everything go? I don't, I don't even know where to start. We have, uh, our home improvement store here is Menards and oh, yeah. we have two of them in my city and they're similar, but they're, <laughs> they're also quite different. Yeah. And so it's kind of like uncanny Valley when you walk into one, it's kind of where you expect it to be, but it's not, not the same. And I don't know why they do it that way, but it has the same thing. We definitely, I prefer to go to one because I know exactly yeah, where you everything have a favorite. is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dave, I'm always probing the Wisconsin knowledge you have sure. for being married to a good sure. Wisconsin woman. Yeah. Have you ever been to a Woodman's? Woodman's? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard of Woodman's. What is Woodman's? Okay. It's a, it's a Wisconsin grocery chain. Okay. Uh, so pretty regional. But they have the most, it, it looks like a sensible layout, but it has this confusing outer ring. So when you first walk in, you walk into like a U shape, one end of the U that wraps around the entire store. And it's very difficult to get from this oh. outside track to the main aisles of the store. So the inner part of the store is very logical. It's just long aisle after long aisle. It's well organized. But when you're in the outside ring there, you almost can't get into the inside. And I've always wondered why they set it up that way. So they have like their meat along the outside and their dairy on the outside, produce. And then everything else inside of it. It reminds me of like they started with a small store mm -hmm. and then they had to expand and they expanded an outer ring, basically like the suburbs of the Woodman's and then decided to build every other Woodman's like that forever. Looking at the locations for Woodman's here. Okay. Connote, yeah, sure. <laughs> yep, it's Jane, in Wisconsin. Janesville, Appleton. Yeah. Okay. That all makes sense. And then it looks like maybe a little bit down in like the uh, greater Chicago land area. They've sort of expanded down there they're okay. expanding yeah that makes sense huh no never heard of Woodman's. Yeah, it's probably one of the it's a top three wisconsin grocery chain do you have oh you have I'd, I'd love to hear the rest of your top three for we got to get well, more festival, listeners in, in wisconsin festival for sure festival. i would put festival at the top of the list I, I, how many locations does festival foods have fest food started in on alaska has 40 locations okay i'm trying to remember 
now I'm stumped. There's one in Southeast Wisconsin that has quite a few locations that I haven't been in. So I'm, I'm just trying to save space for any other Wisconsinites. But I, I would go with Woodman's and Festival. Yeah. Uh, festival number one, okay. Woodman's two. When you grocery shop, are you loyal to like one store in particular? Or do you go to one place for one, you know, for some things and uh, kind of split it up? So Woodman's is more cost effective, mm. um, but it's farther away. Festival is more expensive. They always have what you need and they are like half a mile from my house. So that's my emergency grocery store. Got it. But if we're going to buy everything, we go to Woodman's. I think I might've been to a festival in Eau Claire. Now that I'm like looking at where it is on the map, I'm pretty sure I yeah. went there. Yeah, we we made the mistake. Which of not, one, the south side uh, or the west side? Because you may side. have been. Oh, too bad. I was going to say you were very close to my house before I even knew you. We we made the mistake of going out to the Eau Claire's uh, music festival without enough bug spray, which was. Ooh, yeah, yeah, sure. Got tore yeah. up. Yeah, we went with like stuff that was like more environmentally friendly, which sounded like a great mm-hmm. idea, and then we got tore mm-hmm. up. And I was and I was like, we're checking Target, we're checking groceries. I don't care. I was like, yeah. get me whatever. I will take it. Then the environment decided to attack back. And that <laughs> was the year. So this music festival took place yeah. in, in my hometown uh, for four years. And Dave, I think you went to the first one, right? In I went to three of them. Yeah, I went to Oh, you went to three? I went to one, three, and four. So this was all before I met Dave. Yeah. But it turns out he was in my hometown. Yeah. Um, coming all the way in from Connecticut. Yeah. Ending up in my hometown at the same music festival I was at. Yeah. Had no idea. Dave, we might have almost shared a urinal at the music festival and never known it. You never know. The less we say about the urinals at the Eau Claire Music <laughs> Festival, the better. <laughs> we were total spoiled brats who, um, because our friend uh, is a musician who played the festival, we got to be back in the artist slash yeah. like backstage area. And so yeah. let me tell you, the bathrooms back there are a different Much world. Better. Oh my God. They're air conditioned. They're air conditioned, Ben. It's amazing. Um, no bugs, no bugs, uh, fans blowing around. So the bugs don't even, they don't stand a chance. Air yeah. conditioned bathrooms. It's a beautiful site. I got backstage access for the second one, 2016. Yeah. I helped out with one of the art installations there and I did go back, but I felt like I was intruding a little bit. Like mm. they had an artist lounge yeah. area. I didn't check out the bathrooms. That was a missed oh, opportunity, yeah. but I felt like I, to do that. I was not quite in the right place. So we didn't stay too long and got it. went back with the normal we people. We absolutely overstayed our welcome probably. And like the first year, they only gave us like <laughs> our access to the artist area for the first day because that was the day our, our friend performed. Um, yeah. The second day, we definitely tried to like use the same wristband to like get back there. And they were just like, no, I'm really sorry. But then yeah. for three and four, they, the past just worked the whole weekend, which was beautiful. It's great. Mm-hmm. So you're not name dropping who you know? No. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm probably not going to know them, but no, my, my wife and I, uh, God, it's been, how long has it been now? It's 20, oh my goodness, uh, roughly 12, 13, almost 13 years ago, we became kind of like super fans of, uh, of a band named Francis and the Lights. And, um, we, uh, got to know them and started going to a lot of shows and he played, uh, all four years at the festival actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's um, pretty funny to me. That was not the name I was going to pick. So, you know, Francis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> Are you on a, you on a first name basis with Francis? This is no, good. I'm not. No, I don't. I have seen him perform a few times. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't know me. Yet. Seems like a really interesting dude, though. He is a very interesting dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a, he's um he's insanely talented. It's funny. The whole situation out there in Eau Claire really like kind of like changed his like in a good way. I think kind of like changed his life. Yeah. Like he he was going through like a really rough time with his record label and was kind of like in the wilderness a little bit. And then he literally was in the wilderness because he was like hanging out with all the folks in the sort of larger Bon Iver like universe and mm-hmm. was like, you know, I, I just randomly was like talking to them one day and uh, on, on text or whatever. And I, cause I saw that they announced the festival and I was like, Hey, we might try to go out there. Cause you know, we have family out there or whatever. And he's like, Oh man, I've been out here for months. Like you should totally <laughs> you come out here. I was like, okay, great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope that festival comes back, but I'm not, not holding my breath. Yeah. I don't think so. It's, uh, it's kind of sad. We were kind of hoping. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was the last show I went to uh, before the pandemic. They did a different version of it where it was downtown Eau Claire. Mm. Um, and it was mostly in the evenings. They took over the Pablo and a few other yeah. venues downtown. And were you at that one day? No, we were. <laughs> Just to I, be clear. I okay. decided to, uh, I've, I have flown across country to see Francis and the Light Shows. That is not an, un, yeah. that is not a crazy question. 
So no, I almost went and I did not. Okay. Uh, that was the last one. That was yeah. December 2019. And I got food poisoning or something. So I missed the second night of it. And mm. had I known that'd be the last show I'd go to for like two years, yeah, I maybe would have found a way to make it work. But yeah, first night of that festival is the last one. Okay. We have, we've talked a little bit of cheese. We have not talked weather. Ben, oh, yeah. how's the weather? weather. We got, <clears throat> it's great. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'm almost ready to be done with it. <laughs> I snow blowed this morning. I think I'm going to have to blow some more tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean, it's almost mid-March. I can't have too much more of this. So everything, it was, you know, a nice spring snowstorm. I can't complain about it because like the road's already clear. Sure. My driveway's melted off. Right. I just had to, I don't know, we got to play in the snow a little bit. That's nice. And uh, I know it's going to melt. I know it's going to disappear. So I don't mind. Yeah. Um, it's also not super cold. So I, I don't mind this part of winter. Like it right. feels like the end's in sight. It's not like cold, snowy weather in December and January where you're like, I'm going to be stuck here forever. <laughs> Why did I choose to live here? Yeah. Uh, but I can make it through. From March, it's clear sailing. I know like a month from now, the snow will all be gone and the weather will be warming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can handle it. I had the unfortunate experience of um, we got some snow finally. Yeah. And uh, hey, congratulations. Yeah. And then uh, my snowblower would start. Oh, no. <laughs> How much snow are we talking about? Was that, this like uh, you had to snowblow? Uh, it was or was like it kind six of inches of wet snow. So enough no, where it's fun. like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't really want to shovel. Um, the good news is, you know, it was warmer later in the day. So I did a, we'll call it an 80% job on shoveling, right? I did like good enough. <laughs> cleared some stuff that's the other thing you don't like you're not going to maintain that snowbank all winter so just like clear a path that's right. well enough, it's like right? you know got to dig out the cars and everything um basically get it so my wife can drive to work and all that stuff and then it's just like i looked at it looked at the forecast and i was like sun's going to take care of the rest of it and it did it was great yeah so but let me tell you i was uh very upset because the snowblower is the kind of thing where it's like if it doesn't start it's not like a lawnmower right when the lawnmower doesn't start yeah. It's fine. You just, who cares? You can mow the lawn later, but like you need that snowblower right then, right there. And I was immediately, I, I stopped myself because I don't need to spend more money right now. Plus it's the end of the season. But I was like, how much does an electric snowblower cost right now? Yeah. And how quickly how good I, are those right now? I hear they're pretty like, good. Like, are they, could you blow a decent driveway with that? Oh yeah. I hear, I hear they're pretty good now. I mean, they're not super cheap, but even just yeah. the thought of like, oh, I don't have to worry about like oil changes and maintenance and yeah. upkeep. That's really appealing. And the sound. My snowblower oh, is so the loudest loud. machine on the planet. So freaking I hate loud. That. Yeah. Yeah. I like I snowblow with headphones or earplugs. Yeah, I do it's too. So loud. I do too. I can't really hear anything. I'm not trying to hear anything. I'm just trying to block the sound. Yeah. 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 We we bought a an electric mower a couple of years ago mm. and I was shocked at how much more pleasant it was to like stop and start super yeah. easily. And just like to be able to talk to someone or listen to music without it being like music trying to drown out the sound, mm. so much nicer. So I would love to have that experience with a, a snowblower because it's it's the worst. That's interesting. I guess I didn't realize that electric mowers are that much quieter because I have an, an electric yeah. leaf blower and that's not quiet at all. Oh, not at all. No, this is totally different. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, much quieter. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally recommended. Zuzana, what's your lawn situation? I've got nothing house? to add to any of the snow blowing <laughs> discussion. You've been pretty quiet. Yeah, I've got nothing to say about that. And what did you talk about before? But what about your lawn? Do you have mm -hmm. a lawn you have to mow? Uh, In your garden? Sorry. In your, your our garden. garden is so small. Only we do have a patch of grass that we have, but now we don't have to mow. But it's, it's, you don't even mention it. Like it's so tiny. We, we, fit a small small shed but again like i think shed can mean a lot of things to a lot of people what i mean by small shed is like the sort of size that fits a couple of bikes mm -hmm. and few boxes that, that sort of size yeah. and small trampoline for the kids and that's it really it's so small and again when the kids were little we didn't mind to us it was like wow that's huge at least we don't have yeah. to look after it too much mm -hmm. and to be fair the kids don't spend time outside anyway so it doesn't matter so yeah. we don't need anything bigger. And the thing is, we, where we live is we, our garden is facing a field or back into a field. Yeah. So it feels like, like a although the garden field? is, yeah. Okay. Although the garden is small, but you're not closed in, like you don't have houses looking into your garden. So it still feels quite open. Mm. So I don't mind small garden. I would love a small, and, I would love a small garden. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Seems ideal. Yeah. Like you still have, uh, 
like something nice to look at, but you don't have to yeah. take care of it. Right. Yeah. That's well, the we, dream, right? Our garden is not nice to look at. Every time we think like we'll do something, it used to be nice when we moved in. The people before, they had beautiful garden. They had flowers and like all sorts of stuff. Like it looked beautiful, but we had two little kids. So we mm -hmm. made a decision to get rid of all those flower beds and just put grass down so that the kids have place to be, you know, to play. Yeah. And we never turned it back into a pretty garden. So now it's just grass. We had to take that. There were a couple of trees we had to get rid of because they were ill. They were like diseased. So a few mm -hmm. trees we had to cut down. And they weren't big. Like they were small trees, but still... So I don't, our garden is not nice and the fence needs painting and the shed needs replacing to be fair, because we've got stuff growing into it, through it, like those IVs, like, mm -hmm. I don't think that what's growing, it's not exactly an IV. I think it's something like it that just climbs along the side of the shed and then it finds a hole and it goes through the holes in, into the shed and... It needs so much work, but it's just not the top of priority on the top of our list. No one here, so. That sounds delightfully quaint and rustic. It just, you know, I can just picture it, you know. <laughs> it's not pretty. No. <laughs> I know what you're trying to picture. It's not, it's not that sort of no. rustic. You could say pretty. He said rustic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Rustic is a loaded word in, uh, in American yeah. design. Yeah. You can, you you can, can call a, a lot of things You can rustic. get away with a lot of crimes. Call something <laughs> rustic. <laughs> and that reminds me of the horse yard that I go to. That's very rustic yeah. because we've got Smells no electricity <laughs> well we've got no electricity that there's no running water so we collect rainwater and we do have like a, a tank that we get filled gets filled in when we need to but we're trying to use rainwater and every now and then we're trying to find new members people come over and then you see like you try to tell people look this is not your fancy stable when you have like a tack room and you've got toilet and you've got you know places to wash your hands no we don't have any of that like you need toilet there is a field Help yourself. And there are people who accept it. And there are people who come and see and they're like, no, this is just too basic. And yeah. it's basic. It is too. Because you have to kind of go with the nature. It's like in the winter, the horses have to come in early because it gets dark at like three o'clock. So you need to bring them in because nobody wants to. And it's kind of remote. It's in the middle of nowhere, kind of. So you don't want to be there alone. I think mm -hmm. it's not the people. It's the animals. There are lots of foxes deers and although they're not going to hurt you it's not exactly pleasant to be there in the dark we used to have mm. chickens there one of our uh, members that they kept chickens and they got all killed by fox like one by one mm. so so is this oh, yeah, a, this is a club or like what kind of organization is this it's not nothing official basically it started with a person getting a horse and looking for somebody to share the horse with her because mm -hmm. like one person with one horse it's too much work so there were two people having sharing one horse and then they thought oh but we never get to go out together so let's get another horse another person so then they had two horses and i think three people then four people and now we've got four horses and there is 14 of us and well, so it's nothing official, but basically mm -hmm. what it means is that because somebody has to be there every morning and every afternoon in the morning to mark out the stables and turn the horses into the fields and the afternoons to bring them back in, give them food and check everything is okay. So mm -hmm. because there's 14 of us, that means everyone gets one shift a week. I always do the like, morning ones because afternoons don't work with school runs. But yeah, so what that means is that you've got access to four horses. You can ride whoever you want. You get to ride with other people when you can but you can still go on holidays because you there are other people to take the work right. do the work when you're not around and financially it's much easier because obviously horses cost a lot of money not mm -hmm. to buy them that's the least of the issues it's to keep them the food the vet cost the insurance so when 14 people share the cost it's actually affordable right so it's like having your own horse but not having your own without all that sounds the responsibility much better yeah. than having your own horse Oh yeah, I would never go back. I used to think I would want my own horse. No, not anymore. I would hmm. because seeing all the things that can go wrong with horses, and there's always something wrong with them, and yeah, it's just so expensive. They're very fragile animals. Yeah, considering their size, you would think they would right. be a little bit sturdy, but no. Like you let them out in a field and they trip, and oops, it's lame. It can't do anything, and then you need a vet to come, like emergency call out, and that costs money, and ugh. so yeah. I would never want to have my own horse anymore. It's much better to share it. Have more, because you, also you wouldn't want to have just one horse. Like they like, that hurt animals. They like company. So you would need either a few horses or sometimes people pair a horse with a goat or a sheep. Right. 
for a camel. Oh, donkey. Have you ever considered a camel to go with the horses? Dave's looking for a new ride. There is actually, there is some, there's a woman that has horses and she also has camels. I just saw a video about her. Is she like in your ago. part of the world or is this somewhere else? In England. I don't know, in England. Like not, not where I am. I don't know where exactly in England she is, but she's in England and she's got horses and she's got I think, a couple of camels as well. Yeah. What? And they all live together happily. In England? In huh. England, yeah. <laughs> why not? Right? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I guess I don't know what part of the world camels like originated in or what climate. I don't know. But they have them a lot in Jordan. So every time we go, because That's my husband's from Jordan, so a very English climate in Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> every time we go there in the summer and we travel, as soon as you leave the the city, then you've got camels. Uh, it's a herd of camels. Do you call them herd as well, camels? I would think so. That in a herd. What what is the group of camels called? I don't know. Oh, I think. But you see them occupy. along the road a lot of the time. And yeah, what they do, they just graze well, freely, as in like they're not in f- fenced off. They just go through the desert. And I don't actually know. People are that they're not f- like they're not wild. They are owned by somebody. But you see quite a few. Is it caravan? Is that seriously a caravan group of camels? camels? That doesn't seem right. That's what every search is telling me, though. A group of camels is called a cow. A herd or caravan. Huh. Car- a train. Flock? Look, a, a group of camels is called a train. Flock of camels. <laughs> but a train? That's interesting. Have, have you ridden a, a camel, Susanna? I have. Successfully. Do you think you're better at it than Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get hurt. So I assume so. <laughs> I got on and I got I, off. I, I, I got yeah. on and got off. And you walked away. I didn't and crash I land. <laughs> I walked gingerly. <laughs> no, I did. I want to ride again properly because it was just like one of these things when you, again, drive on a road and then you see the camel all fent- like wearing those fancy things. Dressed up camel. I don't know yeah. what you call it. And you stop. Like These are for the tourists and they, you just stop along the road and then you get a ride for 10 minutes and then you... Keep yeah. going. But yeah. Dave, how is your much hip? Better. Have you been running? I've not been running. Not been running. I've been oh. walking and doing other things yeah. and working my way still up. Still recuperating. Sadly, still recuperating. Also a little, a little shy at this point, right? Because I'm yeah. like, I'm like, when I go, I'm like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? <laughs> How about now? Is it going to happen now? You know? Yep. Yeah. yeah, you have to reestablish that trust in your body. I mean that hap- I, oh, I feel like if you've ever if you've ever fallen after a run it's the same idea right mm-hmm. like that uh that fir- like those first couple runs after you're like uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean I had something called IT band oh, issue. Yeah. I don't even know. After and I I didn't that was my first time ever. I don't know how can I it's like a pain on the side of the knee. It's not in the knee, it's on the side and it's from it can be from overuse or not enough stretching, wrong shoes. It can be caused by many things. And I don't know what caused it for me. But yeah, I and it went away quite quickly. I mean, I got a few exercises by a physio and two weeks later, it was fine. I, I don't understand. Great. But in my head, mm. it took a long time because I, every time I went for a run, I would say, oh, am I like any little niggle, you know, you feel, you think, is that it? Is it coming back? Am I going to be in pain? And then you are too careful and then you don't enjoy it as much because all you are doing is scanning your body, thinking, is it hurting yet? Is it is it time to stop? So it took a... But like now I've run the half marathon and I, I was fine. So... Yeah. How did that race go? Oh, it was amazing. I'm going to do another one as soon as I can. <laughs> it's so crazy. It was so good. Was like I think there were 14,000 people. I saw somewhere 14,000. 14,000. huge. It was incredible. So many, I was like six or eight waves many waves and i was in one of the slower ones because like well, i'm not gonna go for the speed i just want to finish it well without any significant pain and i did and i did faster than i thought and it was just so nice you i don't know you just run but you are all doing the same stupid thing like when when you look <laughs> at people experience. why yeah why are you running like what is the point and i can't tell you why i'm running i because anything i say it will just sound cheesy and yeah i don't know why i do it but i just know it feels good at the end sometimes during not always but at the end it's always worth it it's always like when you've crossed that finish line i've got a few pictures that they took 
uh, the organizers, they had cameras positioned like throughout the course and they would take pictures of everyone. So <laughs> quite a few of them of me. And like when I was crossing the uh, finishing line, I was like, yes. <laughs> and I've got a picture of that of me running away. Yeah. And like, it's, it's just a run. What are you doing? It's just a run. But I, I can't explain it. It's something, it's, it's like you challenge yourself thinking, can I do this? Can my body? Well, actually, it's not so much the body. The body can handle a lot. It's the mind. I think running is more about the mind than it is about the body, I would think. And if you go for a run or any other physical activity and you challenge yourself with something beyond your comfort zone and then you do it and you complete it, it's such a good feeling. So it's like chasing that feeling. And if that means I have to run another one, I'm going to do it. Right. Well, you're already <laughs> chasing that feeling. Yeah. yeah. It is addictive. Big do, you think, time. do you think you want to go for a full marathon? Oh, yeah. I mean, there is one in May that I signed up for, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do it because we're going to have Ramadan in a few weeks time. So that will be like a month when I'm, I'm going to try to run, but I'm not going to run long distances. So I don't know if I'm going to have time to train for the May marathon, but yeah, in the future, definitely. And beyond. I think that's the thing. Like when I, the longer you run, you get into this zone, into this, yeah, it's, you are in a flow, in a zone where you, nothing matters. It's just, you're mm. properly in the moment. Like even if you wanted to think about something, you just, I can't. It, it just go just one step forward, step by step. That's all you think about. And once you experience it, it's, I think once I, the first time actually I had this feeling, it wasn't even when I was running and we were on holidays and I was working on a beach. I just took some time off away from the family and just walking on a beach. And then I realized that I wasn't thinking about anything. And for somebody like me, who's always overthinking stuff, always, always ruminating in my head. When I realized I wasn't thinking, it was like, that was so nice. And I tried to get back into that place and I couldn't. And then I found out I can get there when I run. Like I need this physical activity, something to take my mind off thinking. Yeah. And yeah, I need it. I need it to stop thinking. <laughs> so now you run continuously. And now I run. Yeah. <laughs> You're running right now. Running. Do you, have you yeah. thought about like a treadmill desk? I can't. I have thought about it. I can't like I can't do it you up here yeah. because I wouldn't fit anymore. Like I thought about it, but I it just I wouldn't be able to stand mm. up anymore. Yeah. Besides, and you so need I, to think yeah. at your desk. So that's not the time to turn off your brain. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Turning off the brain happens after. Yeah. Yeah. But this it it's it's so freeing and refreshing yeah so it doesn't have to be running whatever you find find something that that gives this to you because i think everyone needs to experience it yeah it doesn't have to be running i found that physical activity does it for me it used to be cleaning funnily enough it used to be when i was younger if i had something like my mind was going crazy over something i just had to clean for like an hour or two and this activity would like stop my mind from talking Mm -hmm. that doesn't work anymore unfortunately i blame the kids because now cleaning is not no longer enjoyable. It's a something you have to do. Yeah. But running is still enjoyable. So running does it for me. I think I know what you're talking about. For me, it's just that like the thoughts can pop into my brain, but they slide off a little easier. So like I'm able to just like see like, yeah, I'm having that thought and then it goes away instead of it getting stuck in there and then ruminating over it. I'm able to just kind of like acknowledge it and let it go. Um like my brain's a little more slippery or something while I'm biking or hiking or walking around my neighborhood. It's just easier to move on from a thought um, when I'm doing something physical. My problem is I want to write it down, right? I'm always mm. like, oh, I should write that down because it is slippery. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta stop. I got to open up my thing. You know, I got to like, I should, I should just try to like, as I'm running, just use Siri and just be like, you yeah. know, add to my notes. Um, Easy PB. Easy PB. Right? <laughs> save that. Save that, Siri. <laughs> See, I, ne- I never have good thoughts that I would want to write. The thoughts that I'm talking about are the annoying ones when you question everything you say to people and things yeah. you do. They, not not, a not good the good kind. Not the productive kind, right? Yeah, not, yeah. So these ones I don't want to write down. I don't want them to happen. Mm. Yeah, but. just let them scurry away and never think about them again. Yeah. So like meditation doesn't work for me. The sitting still meditation doesn't work for me at all. But moving something to do keep moving that works and it turns out like i have to do it, it takes a m- while to get into that state so for me it's it's yeah. about two miles before i warm up properly the first two miles are always annoying because it's like you are still even if you warm up beforehand 
like your body's still not in the right rhythm and I'm cold, so I still have gloves. And, but after two miles, gloves goes, come off. I'm feeling warm and enough. And that's when I can get into a rhythm. When I stop thinking about how far I have to run. Yeah. So yeah, that has to be a longer run, unfortunately. I wish it was a short one. I wish I could just go for 10 minutes and come back and be good. But no, <laughs> I need to work hard to deserve it. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> takes a while to scrub your brain, right? It's, yeah. It takes a lot of, a lot of miles to scrub it clean. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We talked about weather a little bit. We talked about cheese. Certainly. We did not talk about that weird cheeseburger pizza that I that I sent to the two oh, of you. Yes. Let's just go through the ingredients on that cheeseburger pizza. Sure. Cheeseburger pizza, that sounds like something I might order. Right. But if you tell us what's on the pizza, sure. Uh, I'm so this is a probably not gonna order it. This is a uh, it's a place close to the university that my wife and I attended. It's a, a local legend. This is not the pizza I order. I order a pizza called the red potato pizza, um, which has sour cream cheese yeah. bacon and broccoli it's terrible for you it's fantastic <laughs> not the broccoli the broccoli is fine but this this is called the cheeseburg not cheeseburger cheeseburg they're very very strict okay. on that um it has uh ketchup mustard ground beef i'm gonna stop you right there yeah i think that's enough to put on a pizza <laughs> to disqualify the pizza <laughs> uh, pickles onions bacon no. sharp cheddar cheese yeah it's, it's the a, pickles that Pickles don't belong. Oh, this pizza. place also just and makes mustard. a pickle pizza. Oh huh. no! Yeah. So does it have like a red sauce, like a regular no. pizza sauce no. as well? No. The sauce no. is the ketchup so and mustard. Okay, so it's basically like an open cheeseburger. Yeah, that's right. But we call it cheeseburg. <laughs> yep. On a pizza crust. Uh huh. Okay. And how would you describe the flavor? It tastes like a cheeseburger on a pizza crust. I mean. <laughs> It's ideal. Like, imagine you don't know what you want. You you want pizza, but you could do with a burger, and then you order cheeseburger. You get burger on a pizza. And this this happens within the pizza belt, or is this like fringe this pizza belt? This is definitely, uh, you know, it's the northern fringe of the pizza belt. Sure, I think that's fair. Um, this place has some interesting pizzas. It's got a seafood uh, casino pizza, um, fresh scallops, no snow means. crab, shrimp. What's a casino pizza? Like Clams Casino? Right, you you familiar with the idea of Clams Casino? No, I'm not. Oh, all right, so hold on, Clams. Let's hear them. Let's hear about Clams Casino. <laughs> sure. We're just gonna I'm work not gonna this problem Google down. It, yeah. To... <laughs> I want to hear the explanation, the description. <sighs> the curse yeah. of knowledge. I know. It's <laughs> cognitive bias coming out again. Clams Everyone Casino knows what Clam is like, Casino is. It's like um, <laughs> it's like a bit. It's like kind of a bit. It's like um, I don't know, clam on the half shell kind of a thing. So it's like clam, mm. breadcrumbs, bacon, kind of almost making it like a little appetizer, if you imagine. Okay. Um. But this is kind of, I don't know, this, I think this stretches the idea, but it's, so it's got seafood, but then it's got, uh, it's over a lemon white sauce and it's covered with sharp cheddar cheese and that bacon, right? So you're getting the bacon and the seafood. Uh, this place has a shrimp scampi pizza, um, white pizza with garlic, diced tomatoes, capers, shrimp, cheese. One of my favorites is the taco pizza, right? Which Uh is literally like plain crusted pizza on a pizza. Ground beef, onions, peppers, tortilla chips, tomatoes, cheddar cheese. You get sour cream and salsa on the side. They're really stretching the definition of pizza here. I think I've cracked their code. They basically (laughs) just take what's an Americanized food and then we'll just slap it on a pizza crust and call it the taco pizza or the cheeseburg. Yeah. Yeah. Their their red potato pizza. And it's working for them? Their red potato pizza really is. It's like it is a award winning pizza, believe it or not. (laughs) Okay. What kind of awards? There are a lot of awards in the world. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I was like, who gave it the award? Like anyone can do that. That's right. It's a it's a local institution that is much yeah. beloved. Um, Did they win a Dundee or something like that? <laughs> what kind of award are we talking? Here? When uh, we were uh, we were at a hockey game on Saturday, uh, and we were trying to figure out where we were going to eat afterwards because the game was going to let out around six fifteen six thirty, and we were looking around and. I was literally just searching and I was like, you know, we, we could, I mentioned the pizza place and then I was like, or we could go to Willington pizza, but I really wanted to go to the other pizza place. And my wife was just like Willington pizza. Oh, we got to go to, you yeah. know, she was, we haven't been there in like five or six she years or whatever. Yeah. She was totally sold. Yeah, I know. We should maybe, I don't know. I could go back and try some other pizzas because we will have another hockey game on Saturday. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Probably not good for me. How far away from, from Hartford is this place? Uh, like 25, 30 minutes. Okay. Well, that's worth driving. That's it's, not bad. It's, it's an adventure. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> the uh, that pickle pizza, I don't know. That's just a weird. No, you don't think the pickle worst. Pizza. 
pizza I ever had. Although I am super interested. What is the worst pizza? The worst pizza I've ever had. Tell me if this is in the pizza belt. Sure. Does the pizza belt reach into New York? Oh, yeah. Specifically upstate New York. Well, is that kind of on the outside? Um, if my boss could hear could hear us right now, he would give us a strict definition of where the where upstate New York is, right? Because what is upstate New York is like that's almost an is it cheese level question, right? Like yeah, it depends. So yeah. when you say upstate, what are you thinking? You uh, thinking like Buffalo? No, not that far. Okay. Uh, so this I had this pizza en route to Vermont. Okay. And so I was headed up to catch the the ferry across oh. Lake Champlain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's upstate, right? Uh, sure. Like I think that's that's, that's definitely upstate. like super upstate. Yeah, that's definitely. Now you're really. That's not really in the. That's stretching anymore. it. You're not. In what the is that part of New York called then? Uh, that's just like northern New York. I don't know. It's a good question. I okay. mean, it's up. It is so very upstate. I could probably try to figure out what route just to totally put this issue to bed. If I was in upstate New York or fringe upstate or yeah. not upstate i mean if you were taking the ferry to go across lake champlain then you are like that's like way up there okay so it was a small tourist town yep my wife and i have been driving all day uh we started in erie pennsylvania in the morning made it all the way across new york to some small town and we found a pizza place there that looked super popular so we went in there and we ordered a some kind of like pizza with a white sauce some kind mm-hmm. of sausage with white sauce Looked really good on the menu. Then we proceeded to wait, absolutely famished, for maybe an hour. And then they brought us this box of pizza. And what was inside the box of pizza was a pizza crust Mm -hmm. with meatballs rolling around on top of it. And nothing else. Nothing else. It was terrible. It was the worst pizza I've ever paid for. We barely ate it. We had to eat it because we were starving. So we ate a little bit of it. But it was the biggest disappointment mm. after waiting so long, watching people get their food, sure. waiting for your turn, thinking this is some, you know, deep in the pizza belt, sure. legendary You didn't even know about the pizza and belt, but you, you, yeah. you, were, you I intuited. I had an inkling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every human knows a little <laughs> bit about the pizza belt, just, yeah, intuitively, subconsciously. Sure. Oh, it's terrible. That so that's, that's got to be outside of the pizza belt. Yeah, for sure. So is the pickle pizza the worst pizza you've ever eaten? I've never. I, I don't eat pickles. I'm not touching that pickle pizza. No way. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. You eat the cheeseburger. The cheeseburg, right? No, that that's my wife. No. You uh, eat around it? No, I don't. I no. That, I took a photo of hers. I was like, I'm sharing this with 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 yeah. my co-hosts. I'm gonna share this abomination. <laughs> it's not for me. But <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I'm like, ooh, let me have you know red potato pizza, which for somebody might sound like an abomination. I have to say, I'm more on Team Dave here. Yeah. With, was it Wilmington Pizza? W- Willington Pizza, yeah. Willington Pizza, yeah. yeah. If we went there, I'd be more likely to steal from your your pizza mm. than your wife's pizza. My apologies to your Wisconsin wife. It's okay. She takes she takes absolutely no offense. She also hasn't okay. listened to this yet, so she might take offense oh, in the future. We might keep it that way. <laughs> All right. Is that it for today? What do you think? I think I think Suzanne has got to say. Keep it. Let's keep it cheesy. Oh, keep it cheesy. You spend a lot of time talking about American pizzas. Keep it easy cheesy. <laughs> or keep, keep it, it cheese whizzy. Keep it. What was the spray can? Can like the cheese can? That was easy, easy cheese, cheese, right? Easy cheese whiz so is the dip. Easy che- yeah. yeah. Keep it easy keep cheese. E. <laughs> <laughs> keep it easy cheesy. Oh, there you go. That's rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Easy, 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 cheesy. 